he's overcome a penalty. Competitor crashes, weather, rain and mud. It's farewell Holden and hello Shane Van Gisbergen, the winner of the Repco Bathurst 1000. Well, the Repco Bathurst 1000 has been run and done for 2022. Now it's time for what is going to be a massive cool-down lap podcast. I've got my partner in crime, James Pavey, ready to go. G'day, Chad. How about that, Paves? Man, Bathurst always delivers, but that first stanza of the race, cars going everywhere, safety cars going everywhere. I haven't seen a start of the race for that intensity for such a long time. That was the craziest start to a Bathurst race since... Fabian Coulthard and the massive crash that we had here on the opening lap all those years ago. It had similar energy to that. Amazing that more people didn't get taken out on that first lap incident. Of course, it finishes with Shane Van Gisbergen and Garth Tander on top. For Shane, it's his second. For Garth, it's his fifth. And for Garth, really paved, cementing himself as one of the greats of this mountain. Not many people on this planet can say they've won five Bathurst. And the cool thing for Garth, all five came in Holdens, all 642 race starts in Commodores. Wow. What a farewell for that car. I wonder if he'll ever win one in a Chevy. He did say that up on the podium, that he wants all the Holden fans to follow him over. So they did sign it off in style. We are going to start down with the wild cards because I can see Greg Murphy hanging around and uh, just trying to soak up what's been a really big weekend. What are we going to call if the 2068 was lap of the gods? What's a 2058? What do you reckon that's worth these days, Murph? Oh, during that session, it was still bloody slow. <laughs> Lap of the dogs, maybe, on that yeah. one, mate. Hey, well done. You've worked your ass off to be ready, physically, mentally, all that time waiting through COVID. Did you take a moment here today to sort of soak it all up and enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. And then and then you sort of get serious and then, you know, and stuff happens and it's, it's, it's a blur. The whole thing's a blur. I mean, I... Uh, just just turning up was was you know quite anxious the whole thought of actually getting into a routine for a, for a Bathurst weekend is, is like whoa you remember what they're like and and you know you're doing it as a wild card is, is uh, particularly sort of challenging um, but I think uh, we yeah I think we you know did good really overall and and I uh, was actually pleasingly surprised with my uh, my own performance Um I just really didn't know what to expect when you got here in a supercar after all that time and, and tried to adapt adapt to um, the future as it stands versus the past where I was. Murph, 11th is amazing. Would a top 10 have been so much better? How close did it feel? I don't know. No, I don't. Yeah. There's something about a top 10, right? So he's like, oh, finishing the top 10. We were 11th and, you know, only just, just behind 10. So I, I don't think we've got anything to be um, sort of... Uh, upset about in any way shape or form I think it was I think it is a great result um you know we had, we had a bunch of things happen during the day as you as as it happens you analyze and you look and you see and you you, you sort of see what could have been I suppose which which I, I you know I didn't really want to be doing that but you're forced into it just because of your competitive spirit really um but I think we got so many things to be really really proud of to be honest and Richie Richie does and uh and you know he he's he's you know proven what he's capable of doing and from here we'll see what happens all right we'll move on but Murph is that it for you you done is it, you're never coming back nope not as not in that capacity not a chance I'll be back but not in that capacity maybe holding a microphone that'd be cool oh I, I think I've done that too <laughs> yeah we'd love you back I would thank you mate I miss you mate I miss you too <laughs> good to see you buddy see thanks Murph all right next door uh Craig Lowndes and and Declan Fraser what a day they had 
I can't think of a single thing these guys did wrong, Paves. They were just awesome all day. Look at the smile on this bloke's face. Declan Fraser, super two points leader. P8 on your Bathurst debut. Guy called Craig Lands in the car, but, man, you must be over the moon. Firstly, hello, mate. Good to see you again. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, first ever wildcard to finish inside the top ten and makes us uh, highest ever finishing wildcard in Bathurst 1000 history. So, um, for me, it's a very special moment. I got to lead the race away and also... Um, Got to do my first ever safety car restart in front of the whole field, which for me was pretty cool. And got to battle around with some cool guys like SVG and Cam Waters. Um, but came out at the end in P8 and very solid result. And hopefully it can show a couple of teams up and down pit lane that we can get a spot next year. I spoke to your Super 2 rival and Matt Payne. He said that the pressure released as soon as he felt comfortable. When did you feel comfortable in that race? Um, I started feeling cut like... Craig and the whole team at Triple Eight have been really helpful in the preparation up to this event. So I started to feel comfortable back in the in the practice days, but obviously the mound's a whole new thing. And we got here and it just took a little bit of adapting between the Super 2 and the main game. But I feel like that wet session where we ended up basically topping the session is when everything sort of just clicked and we came out fighting the next day and came away with a strong result. Quick last one about Super 2. Adelaide, title's up for the grabs. Going hard? Going hard? Yeah. Uh, balls to the wall, I guess you could say. We're going to give it all we got and see what we, where we can end up. Good on you, mate. Enjoy your beer tonight. Thank you. See you. Yeah. Well done, Decker. That's awesome. He was awesome all weekend long. And that uh, Dunlop Series fight is going to be on in Adelaide. Cannot, it's going to be one of the big subtexts of when we get to the last round. I can hear a dog barking, which is something you don't always hear in the back of a, a pit complex at a racetrack. I think it was that little sausage dog that we saw in the coverage earlier in the weekend. How would you describe the scenario right now? Hectic. Yep. Hectic. I think it's been hectic it's all weekend. It's a pick-up Grand Prix, but holy smoke, it's a hectic Grand Prix. But I've got two fantastic talents here. Yeah. This is a really cool moment. And I had a really good chat to Wally Story, a really popular name in the paddock, and they looked after you guys, Matt Charter and Jay Robotham. And, man, Jay, I'll start with you. How did that race go for you? Because Bathurst. Yeah, it was uh, cool. You know, the first the first stint was a double stint. So, um, yeah, it was a long time in the car. Uh we didn't have a drink or a, or a helmet fan as well, so it was um, yeah, it was hard, but you know it was cool racing against all the big guys. Um, and yeah, our goal was to you know finish and then you know stay in the lead lap, and we did both of that, so uh, we're both really happy. Matt Charter, who have we got here? Uh, that's the nephew, this one, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> so I spoke to Wally yesterday and he had big raps on you guys, and it must have been such a proud moment for you, Matt Charter Motorsport. You're Matt Charter, but you know your Bathurst finisher as well in your debut. How does how's that feel? Yeah, no, that was obviously a big goal. Finishing finishing on the lead lap, so knock both those off. Yeah, it's mega. You know, Rock Up is a genuine privateer team. Most of our team is the first time ever doing it, and to get through it like that, real good. And you're stoked for Jay as well? Yeah, no, he did a wicked job. Like, he drove flawlessly and was on the pace all day. Just, yeah, perfect, really. Exactly what you need, exactly what you want. So, yeah, good day. <laughs> we'll see you guys in Adelaide back in the Super 2 cars. Good luck, fellas. That's the trifecta of wildcards. How about that? Congratulations to all of them on uh, an awesome performance. And they were having such a good time in that race until, unfortunately, they hit those uh, brake issues uh, during the pit stop sequence. It's been the year of the wildcard. If I had to put a name on the, the 2022 race, I feel like that's a fair statement. Uh, past the cool drive, guys, they had a bit of an up-and-down weekend, some dramas after an incident for Tim Slade in practice that... Uh, ultimately pushed through to qualifying. They started the race last, ended up in the fence, but I feel like they've made some positive steps uh, back 
they really did fight their way back from being in the fence early in the race. It was hard seeing Tim Blanchard, who owns the team, owns the car in the wall. It was a bit of an innocuous incident, but did a lot of damage. And I don't think 19th was an accurate representation of their pace. But they were like, they'll get a Gold Coast with a decent bit of confidence. Well, Premier High Racing, Matty Cooks is carrying, I think, a couch out the back of the garage. That's impressive for uh, a guy carrying a couch by himself. Sorry, guys, I'm just going to quickly run in and grab a, a quick chat with Dylan O'Keefe because I thought he's a guy who's done a, a really good job uh, throughout the course of the day, driving the subway car with Jimmy Golding. Your thoughts on uh, another Bathurst campaign for you? Is that three now? Yeah, my third one, so I've finished all three, which is good. Keep that streak going. Um, yeah, you know, you always, uh, I guess, you know, you don't know what the anticipation of what's going to unfold throughout the day. And once you're in the car, it's good because the nerves settle and you can just get into a rhythm. The hardest bit's being out of the car because you see everything else unfold. But um, good day from our side. Car was quick. We're in the in the mix there for a while. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go away, but real good to um, finish one spot higher than we started. So that's always a bonus. Chad, I've got James Golding here. Geez, it was fun watching you cut through the field in those first year laps, but would you say 12th isn't an accurate, accurate representation of what you guys could have really achieved today? Oh, certainly, yeah. We, we, um, we showed pace in, in wet and dry conditions. Um, Dylan was super fast out there. There was times where, you know, he was top 10 pace and he was on fuel saving every lap, and same goes for me. There was other times where we were top five pace. You know, we, we showed promise all weekend. We, we showed we were super competitive and you know we can't get down on what what was unfortunate with the front bar we just gotta you know learn from it and um and keep pushing but overall super proud of the whole team we um we virtually didn't put a foot foot wrong and it's just unfortunate those things happen in motorsport we'll see you at the gold coast mate you will well done guys premier high racing as they have been doing all year just moving forward moving forward and once they get their hands on gen 3 next year and we'll see where they end up because I think that they are a team with a very big future. We know how hungry Pete Gibberis is uh, for success. Well, I'm at the back of Matt Stone Racing. Talk about winning the pack-up Grand Prix, Pace. Man. These guys are flying at the moment. Everything out of that garage, pretty much, apart from a couple of old Dunlop tyres. Jack LeBrock's walking around on the podcast, JLB. Don't you run away from me because you're much faster than me. Uh, tough old weekend for Matt Stone Racing and Truck Assist. What are, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, look, it was. Uh, it's always awesome to be here, mate. It was actually um, actually pretty amazing what the, the weather we did today. It was uh, going to be pretty nasty uh, with well, from all accounts, but no, it was good. It's uh, yeah, tough tough old weekend, like you mentioned. We didn't have a whole, whole lot go right today, unfortunately, but um, you know we got through it. We were actually surprised surprised the, the splitter and everything made it to the end. And after Bet being hit in the ass at the um, at the at the start, there was uh, made it very interesting. So anyway, good times, mate. I don't think I've walked up and down pit lane at Bathurst and seen as many beaten up cars throughout the entire day. There was just things hanging off everywhere. Yeah, no, I couldn't believe it. That's what I said over the radio. Like the first, uh, first couple of safety cars. I'm like, we're going for a, for a record here. I think we only only um, took the record a couple of years ago with the amount of safety cars in one Bathurst, and probably gave it a fair nudge today, I reckon. So uh, yeah, she's wild. All right, mate. See you at the Gold Coast. Yeah, definitely keen. Keen as keen as being. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, buddy. Good on you. Let me get back to it. He's got a big smile on his face still and uh, seeing the positives off the back of a tough weekend. Nice seeing Aaron Seaton make that debut finally. He's been working so hard for that. It's a famous name and that crash in practice really knocked him around a bit. Matt Stone yeah. said he was gutted, but kudos to the team for repairing that car and for bringing it home. It's a tough weekend, but the chequered flag is great for a lot of people. Okay, where are we now, Paves? We are at Penrite Racing. Okay. And it was... Man, it, 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 Oh, the old wheel guns. They're, they're so loud, aren't they? <laughs> now you know what I put up with in pit lane almost on a permanent basis. I can honestly say that I go to bed at night and hear that 
off the back of a big race like this one. Uh, should we dive in and see if anyone's around at Penrite Racing? Uh, obviously, shocking start for them. They're actually trying to take the wheels off the Dave Reynolds car. Um, one of which I don't think is coming off anytime soon because it looks like it's been welded on to the rear. So it's been a, a tough day. Dave never even really got a chance to drive his own car, did he? No, no. And it was, it was a pretty frightening incident, to be honest. You know, when things go wrong at the chase, they usually go wrong in a small way. And we're thankful that those guys are all right. Yep. Uh, Zane had a big lead. Zane, Zane Goddard and, uh, unfortunately, Dale Wood and Matt Campbell didn't have much, much to do with that one. Yeah, that was a pretty big talking point early part of the race. Uh, I was standing in the Brad Jones Racing Garage. We'll see if we bump into him in our travels. But, I mean, Dale Wood was, I wouldn't say inconsolable because he had his wife doing exactly that, consoling him. But, gee, you could feel the emotion in there, mate. It was pretty powerful. Well, Dale actually topped a session. Yeah, practice five. That car had pace. But, again, the checkered flag means a lot to a lot of people. But the fact they didn't even get to bloody lap five, that's such a painful outcome for those guys. Andre Heimgartner of late, podiums galore. They had pace. Yeah. They would have been a feature, but unfortunately not today. I get the feeling you're right, mate. I, who knows what could have been for that team. They had pace to burn at some points of the weekend. Walking past Team 18, having a little look inside here, doing a very good job uh, packing up. Our broadcast uh, desk was based in this part of the world this weekend. Largely packed up. Data stations are packed up. Toolboxes are virtually heading back towards the truck. Cars already back in the truck. Now, one of those cars for Mark Winterbottom and Michael Crusoe had a particularly tough day. I think the amount of race tape on the front of that car was probably the entire mass of my entire body, <laughs> but 15th and 16th, that's going to hurt those guys. Yeah. It's unfortunate because, again, Scott Pye and Mark Winterbottom, two amazing Bathurst performers through the years, but unfortunately, again, just didn't really go their way today. Yeah, I mean, Michael Caruso never really got a chance to show everyone uh, what he had, but never, there was never any doubt in that anyway. But Tyler Everingham had a little chance to shine here this weekend, uh, which was nice to see uh, because he's definitely started the future. Also picked up one of the Armour Pole Awards, in the Dunlop series, not much going on at the back of Brad Jones Racing. I can see Paul Forgey and a few of the other guys uh, cleaning up at the moment. That's pretty much the pack-up Grand Prix down here. You've spotted Tony Woodward, which is the engineer for Andre Heimgartner. Probably the only guy that we didn't hear from, actually. Yeah, it's, it's one of those years for those. I'll grab him if I can. Tony, we're on the super... Brutal day, mate, but... Um... On one side, Andre didn't get the drive of the car, but on the other side, Bryce got a top 10. But how would you describe the day for you? Uh, yeah, pretty devastating for the car eight side of the garage, for sure. I felt like we'd sort of prepped well for today and we're feeling pretty pacey uh, off the back of yesterday and whatnot. So confidence is high. And then obviously to have it go that way that early was pretty shattering. But yeah, good to salvage your top 10 for the other side of the garage. What's the damage on the car? Have you had a good look at it yet? Uh, I haven't personally. The boys don't think it's too bad. Um, so, not sure. I should be able to just repair that one and then um, wheel it out for Gold Coast. Fingers crossed. Hard luck, mate. All right, that's the good news, at least, hopefully, because obviously they had a pretty tough time. Thanks, Tone. Off the back of the Gold Coast. Uh, sorry, off the back of the bend, and that was a big repair job. Uh, and a switch of chassis as well for Andre Heimgartner. He was very outspoken in his interview, wasn't he, Paves, off the back of that incident. He was uh, pretty frustrated, never quite got to hop behind the wheel this year and we're uh, we're walking out the back of the Erebus garage right now mate and th this is a team that really shone this weekend they had a great Bathurst Erebus always turns up for Bathurst they work so hard round to round the cars look presented beautifully and to be honest Brody Kostecki was in the fight all day yep and then that last pit stop the recovery vehicle comes out it's one of those things where it's a bit of a, a yes or a no and 
Next Brody's performance. <laughs> oh. That was Brucey Stewart doing a little bit of a flyby. We're not at your garage yet. Wait your turn, Bruce. We'll get to you guys in a minute. <laughs> Bruce is a great listener of the pod. He loves the podcast. He, he's, he's actually featured, I think, on every single episode. We're going to dive in at Erebus and, and see who's hanging around here. Georgia Commons is currently rolling up uh, electrical cables and putting them into a box. He's doing a pretty good job of that, as is Tommy Moore, the engineer uh, for Will Brown. It's pretty much the engineers and mechanics that are doing the pack-up. Might try Tommy on this one. They had a pretty rough day. He hurls an extension cable into a cape. Uh, yeah, that's how you feel about today. Hey, tough one, but you guys just refused to give up. Everybody at Erebus today. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, it was pretty rapid. It's got to be the quickest turnaround for a car to get back on track with three wheels pointing the wrong direction I've ever seen. So that was really good. You sort of... You convince yourself you're always back in the race, but you sort of always struggle when you're coming from the back. And I know they say the race can be won from last, but it's not easy. So um, we try to make the best of a bad situation. And um, obviously, 99 had a lot of lot of pace under it and was fighting for for podiums the whole way right to the end. So um, yeah, it was good for the team overall. But um, and even the wildcard boys, they were awesome. Richie had heaps of pace, so really challenging Will at the end as well. So it was um, yeah really positive for the whole team in general. It was a pretty positive. A day on Friday seeing three Erebus cars put it inside the Armoral shootout. Sad we didn't get the shootout, but, I mean, that's a great achievement. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was really good, especially in trying conditions. You sort of, you're really confident with a setup package to go into a weekend. You're sort of built and tried and tested on dry conditions and then to be thrown a different level of wet at you um, and then to be able to, to prevail in those conditions with all three cars is really positive. It was really confidence-inspiring for the boys and there's a lot of effort and preparations gone into getting three cars here this weekend. So that was a, a good... A good, um, a good payback for, for everyone that's worked on it. Well done, mate. I'll let you get back to rolling up cables and throwing them into boxes. That was uh, Tom Moore, engineer for Will Brown. Okay, we are walking out the back of the Walkinshaw Andretti United garages. Big weekend for them. Chaz Mostert back on the podium. And uh, they are having a little celebration now. Well, let's uh, keep moving up towards the top here. Tickford, hey? Up and down. Weekend for them, Paves. They had, um, obviously, a great result once again with Cam Waters and James Moffat, but uh, a lot of difficulties in the early part of that race as well. <laughs> so heartbroken for Tom Randall and uh, for Zach Best as well. It was definitely a yin and yang bathurst for this team. Cam Waters always lifts at this place, but, man, seeing Goddard hit like that by Campbell was just... That number five car's gone through so much trauma, but that yep. latest part, I was... In uh, at the back of the pit, seeing all the cars, it's like a graveyard. But that car just looks so sad. It's quite surreal to see how many damaged cars there are. But that one was one of the worst, and we're looking at it right now. That's a lot of damage. Yeah, a big fix coming up once again for Tickford. So uh, that's not what anybody likes to see. And we wish them best, uh, all the best over the next couple of weeks in getting that one uh, piece back together. And uh, poor Tom Randall, I just wanted to give that guy a hug after the disappointment that was running through his veins and not getting to drive his own car this weekend. Uh, 1,000 race starts for Dick Johnson Racing. We're at the back now of Shell V Power. And uh, these, are, these are guys that, that had a lot of emotion here this morning as well, just watching Ben Crope present Dick Johnson with the, the special cake. And this has been an awesome milestone. Not the best day for them as it would work out, but huge, huge milestone. A thousand races. No one's done that before, and it's great to see Dick Johnson here. There's so many fans flocking to this team, and it just means so much to them, but it is a shame that they couldn't deliver on race day. Yeah, I can see uh, Tony D'Alberto here. I might just dive in uh, with Tony and see how he's feeling. Teddy, we're just doing the podcast. I know you're very good at hiding, particularly when you try and hide behind Aaron Noonan. Uh, you could just hide behind one calf, actually. It would be quite easy when uh, you yeah, roll up behind Noons. Impressive calves, I tell you. I wish, I wish they were my biceps. Yeah, hey, oh, me too. Yeah. You're right, yeah. What's going on? Uh, yeah, just doing the podcast, mate, with uh, my good mate Paves, and just wondering, what did you make of uh, 
the 2022 Bathurst 1000 from your point of view? It was tough. Uh, all the weather leading up to this uh, to Sunday was uh, really tricky to get a car set up. Um, you know, we sort of tried to have a bit of a balance that would suit both conditions, and then it was predominantly dry all day. So, uh, really tough lead up. Um, the race was tough to start with. I was a bit of a pinball machine the first couple of laps, and I thought our day was absolutely done. Boys did an amazing job to get to repair the car and get it back out there in the lead lap, and it was good as gold all day. Um, so to finish P7 after all the drama is probably not bad. Yep. It's obviously not what we come here for, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, a P7 any day of the week. Good to see you. Back next year? I don't know. You need to speak to Benny Croak. <laughs> if I find him, I'll say, we want, so. we, we want more TD. Yeah, no, I hope so. Yeah, Good to see you, buddy. Big run from him uh, so far this weekend, which brings us to the final stop on the tour, and I can actually see the Peter Brock trophy. Well, that's definitely surreal, but nine... Bathurst wins for this team. Wow. Nine. And guess, there was one other team in history that's won as many braces Bathursts. The Holden Dealer team, Chad. Yep. Guess who drove for that team? Peter Brock. He's on that trophy, and this team has got it for a ninth time. And we talk about how good Shane is in those clutch moments, but performing at that level when Chaz and Cam were chasing, that was, that was really intense. I feel like uh, one person we haven't heard from is Jessica Dane in all of this. So I'm going to slide on over and say uh, good evening to her. We're on the podcast, the cool down lap. You've got a big smile on your face. You're standing next to a whole host of Peter Brock trophies, big and small. Well done. Thank you very much. I don't know why you're talking to me instead of Garth. Well, we've talked to everybody else. Oh, including, oh, including <laughs> <No>. Garth. <laughs> well, we saw him at the podcast, at the, uh, the press conference. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this because we haven't heard from you yet, I feel like, at all in the broadcast. So I just wanted to feel the vibe from how you've observed the day and, and celebrated the afternoon. I think the best way to sum it up right now is I feel a bit giddy. <laughs> it's, giddy. Yeah, the the last forty laps or so of Bathurst, uh, never relaxing. You're always constantly on edge, especially when you're the hunted rather than the hunter. And as we know around this place, absolutely anything can happen. So I I felt like I was going to vomit for at least the last twenty laps. Um, and I remember thinking when we had 16 laps to go that my heart rate was like I'd just sprinted 400 metres. And I thought, I can't, I can't keep this up for another half an hour. <laughs> two, two minute laps, it's for, for another 15 laps. I can't, I can't keep this up. <laughs> so luckily, no, it came out well. I felt the same way with about 13 laps to go. I thought, wow, we're near the end of the race. I was like, hang on, still half an hour to go. And Crumpo was on the rev limiter too. Well done, Jess. Congratulations. Who you found, James? Chad, I have found Brock Feeney. Brock Feeney, Bathurst 1000, your third Bathurst start, your first Bathurst top five. But that last part of the race, can you walk us through that? Because that got really, really intense. Um, yeah, the last part wasn't too bad. After that last stint, I didn't really have the pace that the what was it four guys in front of me did. So I just tried to cruise around and not do what I did last year, and I managed to do that. So, um, man... A wild day. Like, I thought our day was done in the first 20 seconds of the race. So, to, to finish 10th after... Uh, sorry, to finish 5th after that's a good result. Can you describe what it was like sitting here in the garage watching J-Dub spin down Mountain Straight? Uh, if you'd probably said goodbye to him about a few minutes before. Yeah, it was heartbreaking, man. You, you've worked so hard for so many months and just putting in such a big effort. And you see six cars come over the hill at Mountain Straight and ours wasn't one of them and next minute's facing backwards. So... Uh, fortunately, I don't know how, but we managed to get away with that. And then we nearly ended up in another major crash. So, uh, yeah, I think luck was on our side today. Gold Coast next. Good luck. I hope so, mate. Home race. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
I bet. I'm going to finish this off with a, a quick dive in on our five-timer here. Garth Tander on the Cool Down Lap podcast, mate. You're just taking a little moment to, to experience it and feel it right now? I've just started replying to all the messages <laughs> that uh, phone's blown up, so uh, it's going to take a while to get through all of them, and I probably need to do it now before I start drinking because then the messages will become incoherent. Yeah. Where is the party tonight? That would be telling, Chad. That would be telling. <laughs> <laughs> Garth, 2020 was such a special moment for you and Shane, but can you describe what it was like having all the fans down there? Because Shane said fans across the top were something you didn't get to experience in 2020. You did that today. It was quite distracting to a good extent, but then you guys got the shirt with the Red Army. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate to have had that experience in the past. And I actually said to him before we work, walked out on the podium that this one's going to be a lot cooler than 2020 because of the fans. And um, especially given that it's the last time we'll see a Holden Commodore racing at Bathurst. Um, yeah, obviously the Holden fans are up for it. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty special podium. Lots of energy, lots of, um, lots of excitement. So um, it's really, really glad that Shane got to experience that. Well, we'll see this guy at the Gold Coast as well, but uh, you'll be back to your old job, mate, so look forward to that. Yes. Back, back, to, back to reality. <laughs> Got to go and work with you, Chad. <laughs> back, back to sharing uh, hire cars and hotels and commentary boxes with me, mate. I look forward to that. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Enjoy it tonight. Well, that wraps up this walk up and down the back of pit lane. It's been huge. We've heard from the wild cards. We've heard from the winners. It's been an emotional day here at Mount Panorama. And in the shadow of the Peter Brock Trophy, we want to hear from the fans because the BP Ultimate Performer, well, it's time to vote. Man, if I was a fan, well, I am a fan, but I don't, know where, I don't know where to start. I mean, there were so many really standout performances, and they were up and down the grid. But Car 97 at the end, Shane Van Gisbergen, he's a serious champion. He works so hard. That's one of his great performances. We'll see in time if it's if one of his greatest. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll uh, be ready for potentially crowning a champion at the next round when we get to the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500. Paves, thank you for that one. The cooldown lap has been fun. It's been a bit of a quiet one because the teams have already dispersed. It is pitch black here at Mount Panorama. The mountain's going to sleep. The party's just starting. And uh, we'll see you all at the big party, the Gold Coast.